Fuck, I forgot to clap. 1941. <laughs> Not a great cat. year. Hello and welcome to the Magic Banks Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every single episode of the Italian Magical Girl series Winx Club. I'm Brendan, Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. Today we're watching Season 2, Episode 4, Princess Amentia. The original Italian title is the same and aired April 28th, 2005. And the four kids dub title is Queen of Perfection and aired October 1st of 2005, which means it is almost Halloween. Spooky! I'd like you to know the call glitched out, so all I heard was you going, E. <laughs> Before we start the episode, I'd just like to let you know that if you like what you hear here, you can follow us on Twitter at MagicWinksPod. Uh, you can email us at MagicWinksClubhouse at gmail.com. That is the name of this podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's let's crack into it. Uh, you can follow along if you use the link in the pinned tweet on our Twitter page. Or if you have the DVDs. Which have been out of print since I think about 2007. So if you have the DVDs, please put them on archive.org. <laughs> All right, so we begin uh, with Bloom and Sky staring down that gaping void that Stella and Brandon fell down last time. <laughs> but they get pulled away by Aisha yelling for help since she is still glued to the wall. Yikes. Uh, uh, yeah. Sky manages to get her loose. And so there's this thing where she like stumbles into his arms because, you know, she was glued to a wall and is suddenly not in the force of gravity. And uh, inertia is a property of matter. Bill, 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 Bill. So she she like falls on his chest and like grabs his shoulders to get her bearings. Because, you know, legs. And Bloom, at, like, like folds her arms and does a little, hmm, like she's jealous. Okay. They cut that in four kids, though. Which I oh. actually really liked. Oh, you know what? I didn't actually watch the four kids version of this episode. Oops. It's all good. Aisha immediately points out that um, she just fell off of a wall. And Bloom realizes that she's being ridiculous and asks if Aisha is okay. They then tell Aisha about uh, the big hole that Brandon and Stella fell down. And they want to follow, but Bloom still can't transform. And Aisha's wings are covered in glue. So she can't fly right now. But she does use her magic over pink goo to mold it into a crane winch and lure them into the pit. In uh, Four Kids, Aisha says... That a few water molecules can fix this right up. And then she makes the medieval winch. I'm it's very a- confused as to why Aisha just doesn't detransform to get the goop off of her wings. I don't know. So they, they trail down the rope. And at the bottom of the pit is a crushed shadow monster. that ha- And there's blood all over the floor? My first instinct was, oh my god, they reached terminal velocity and exploded on impact. These things bleed? 
I would assume that was cut in four kids. Um, I'm gonna say yes, because I don't remember it. Once they all hit ground level, they're both disappointed and relieved that they don't immediately find uh, Brandon and Stella's pizza corpses, since that means they're alive. But we do get a fake out, because there's some, like, there's haze on the ground, and a couple of rocks that, like, look like bodies for a second. This bit was definitely cut out of four kids. The good news is it's just rocks. And then they find an underground river where Sky immediately comes to the conclusion that they must have fallen in. In four kids, the scenes are like, you know, moved around a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> the scenes are moved around a little bit, which honestly makes the, the show flow a little better. Instead of having a giant section of just these people and a giant section of just these people. But the first scene is actually one... A little later in the episode. Is it the one that takes place at Alfia? It's the one that takes place at Alfia. I figured. Anyway, Sky is immediately proven correct by a cut to Stella and Brandon screaming as they fall down a subterranean waterfall. Memento Mori by our dolls. I make that joke again later in these notes. To be fair, like, I know we're stealing it. Not stealing it, we're borrowing it from the Gem Jam. We've adopted it. Since the Gem Jam is over. But honestly, like, it just feels like Brandon and Stella are about to die by their toys so they live. They are completely at the mercy of the rapids, and Brandon is only able to grab onto a rock for temporary stability, and with Stella unable to transform, they can't get to solid ground. And thus ends the Solarian bloodline. Stella gets knocked out of Brandon's grip by a sudden wave, and we cut to commercial break as Stella flounders and yells for Brandon to help her. Back at Alfea. <laughs> in a very interesting shot, like this is a new shot for the show, Riven is uh, sulking on the balcony of the Wink Suite. Riven, that is dangerous, please don't fall. Yeah, he's sitting right on the balcony. Yeah, you know, you know the, um, the, like, the rounded over edge of the balcony where it rounds over off of the balcony. Yeah, where he could easily fall two stories. If he was surprised by anything, but he'll never show surprise because he doesn't show emotion because he is a man. Uh, unfortunately, Riven is in his ginger spice crop top. <laughs> it's just a Union Jack. I don't know why. He's joined by Flora, but Flora does not know that he's here. The two of them look down... On Timmy and Techna, who are currently in the, uh, quad? Yeah. Is that a quad? In the quad, they're not, like, like looking down like they are beneath them. No, they are literally on the ground and they are not. Who are having a light moment where Timmy reassures Techna that the best team was chosen for the job. And Techna knows the logic behind the decision, but thanks to her character development, she's also acknowledging that she's actually worried. Riven was somehow able to hear this entire conversation from his balcony perch and immediately takes Timmy's phrasing as he completely trusts Sky and Brandon. Timmy literally says that he trusts Sky and Brandon completely. So that means that Timmy doesn't trust me. Riven did betray everyone for a huge chunk of last season because a girl was giving him positive attention. So... I'm not saying they're wrong to not trust him. Yeah. Flora notices Riven is sulking. And is genuinely surprised that he's not hanging out with Musa. 
No. Flora, don't do that. <laughs> no. She apologizes for bothering him, but Riven at least does the polite thing and excuses himself because he has, it's the girl's balcony and he has other things to do. In Four Kids, the, this conversation is very much the same, except Flora says that she'll go talk to Musa and Riven's like, no, fine, whatever, I'll do it. Still don't know what's going to help. Okay, so they, they give him a, like, a reason for going to find Musa, like, a stated reason. Right. Uh, smash back to drowning Stella and hopeless Brandon. Don't you mean splashback? Oi. <laughs> so, Brandon does, like, the smart thing and goes underwater to avoid the rough surface currents while he swims after Stella. And once he gets hold of her, he pulls out a hook shot, <laughs> which I- I guess he couldn't use that because his hands were full before. Yeah, uh, in Four Kids, Stella's like, you couldn't have used that earlier? And he was like, I was saving it for an emergency. This isn't an emergency? If you're gonna lampshade the fact that he has this, at least be cognizant of the fact that he he needs a free hand to use that. Not that he's kind of an asshole. So he grapples a rock, but now uh, they are caught in a convenient whirlpool. Uh, so, unfortunately, the rock that they're tethered to just kind of crumbles, and they both get dragged into the whirlpool. And they wash up on sh- the shores of this underground river, uh, hand in hand, unconscious, memento mori by our dolls. The shadow remains cast! Um, this is actually really cute because in both dubs, Stella says... Whatever you do, please don't let go of my hand. And he doesn't. It was cute. Uh, returning to Bloom, Aisha, and Sky, Bloom immediately tries to dive into the river, but gets held back by Sky. Aisha re- reasons that the river is probably so rough because at some point it meets up with the one that got her out of the caves last time. So by her logic, Brandon and Stella are safe. And, um, while... I would normally question the line of thinking, uh, she is a water fairy, so I think she knows what she's talking about. In Four Kids, Aisha says that the river leads out of the caves and they are trying to save the pixies. Thanks, Layla? Basically, we can't abandon our mission to save people. I know your friends might be dead because she has no stake in this at this point, but we have (laughs) to save my friends instead. And... Again, in Four Kids, Sky does say as well, we have a saying at Red Fountain, the mission is what matters, the heroes do not. I get that. I, I, I understand the sentiment. <laughs> this is a kid's show, right? <laughs> I can't believe they paid Dan Green to say those words with his mouth. <laughs> with his sexy, sexy mouth. Huh. <laughs> Bloom then immediately wants to go back topside so they can reconvene. But Aisha points out that there isn't much time left to save the Pixies because, you know, Darkhar is cooking up that cauldron pretty quick. And Sky agrees. He's going to turn them to gold and then he's going to eat them. And then he's going to eat me. Oh, my my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have to carry out the mission themselves and hope Stella and Brandon are fine, basically. Speaking of Stella and Brandon, they get found by a pair of Mesoamerican-themed newt people. Okay. My my four notes for this currently. What the f*** are these things? 
Why are they tied up? What is going on? Why are they Egyptian? The vibe I got from them was like Central American. I don't know why. To me, it was the collar and um, Sponsus's haircut. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I think I said Mesoamerican because the big guy has a club with studs on it that looks like a maca weedle. Or it could just be a nice blending of cultures. Uh, also worth noting is that they uh, the the throne room that they're going to wind up eventually, the thrones are on like a little step pyramid. Which is also why I thought they were some flavor of Mesoamerican. Who knows? Anyhow, uh, this is Sponsus and Abrupto. We're naming them now because I can't do an entire segment of my notes where I just say the big one and the skinny one and just call them Newt people over and over again. <laughs> Those like, eyes! Yeah, they have, like, even more giant Ugu eyes than is standard for this show. Like, on one hand, I get it because they live in a world that is apparently very dark, even though it is as bright as anything else we've seen in this damn show. But if it's that dark, why would you have that giant city, and why would you be able to see? Although later on, we're actually not at, we're actually not that far underground. Yeah, who knows? These are just these are just Morlocks. These are just Aztec Morlocks. Anyhow, uh, Abrupto uses his uh, spiky club to poke uh, Brandon and Stella, and it turns out they are indeed still alive. Thanks for buying our dolls. But when Brandon wakes up and demands to know who these newt people are, he gets knocked out by Abrupto's big stick. Why? And then he comes back to, and he's tied to Sponsus' back, and Stella's getting dragged behind them on a stretcher. And she's also corpse-colored. Ah. She's gray. She's been embalmed. She's she's reverse pleasant villain right before our eyes. Ooh. What was that noise? That was me not getting the reference, but acting like I did. It's a pretty decent movie about uh, Tobey Maguire, and I think his sister is played by Drew Barrymore. And they get sucked into a 1950s TV show and start introducing their modern 90s cultural values. And that causes the black and white town uh, to turn color. I feel like I've heard of this before. Yeah. Is that where they get sucked up into the tornado and meet the witch? No, that's this show. (laughs) Except the tornado was caused by the witch. Ah. Uh, Brandon demands it to be put down, but is ignored. Stella, like, wakes up for a minute, asks if they're still in the whirlpool, and she spends this next scene, like, fading in and out of consciousness. There's not a lot that happens here other than uh, it gets established that they are in a place called Downland now. They are being taken to see the princess of Downland, and that's it, really. They're getting Um, taken to Downland to meet the princess. Real quick. Back in four kids. When Stella, you know, wakes up on the stretcher strapped to Sponsus' back, who, by the way, keeps falling over because the big guy isn't helping him at all. Yeah, Sponsus is a very skinny lizard person. Stella wakes up and is like, Excuse me, Mr. Driver? I think I'm gonna hurl. 
So Stella has been drunk in a taxi before. <laughs> she parties. It's fine. <laughs> you can drink at 16 in Italy. As long as you can touch the back of the bar, you're fine. Probably. In a lot of European countries, it's like under 16. Like, I think in England, it's 13. Uh, no, uh, the UK is absolutely 18. And I only know this because of the movie Hot Fuzz. But I ha! think in France, it's like 15. And even kids can get some wine with dinner just because. For a long, oh. Just because for a long part of history, water was not safe to drink. Potable water, only really a thing in the last few hundred years. No, you're only a fairy if you come from the fairy region of France. Otherwise, you're a sparkling magician. <laughs> anyway, man, this, this city is actually really cool looking. Yeah, it's really well designed. It's like carved directly out of the rocks. But yeah, uh, after the commercial, Stella comes back to consciousness. By the way, there was a commercial break. And she and Brandon are in a room underground with Sponsus, who is tending to Stella's general case of glamour sickness. She is full-on corpse gray at this point, and is honestly disconcerting. Yeah, it's Uncanny Valley. And Sponsus explains that the magic of the Downland is the opposite of Stella's celestial powers, because she is solar-powered. Yeah, yeah. Stella is doesn't have a backup battery either, so she's just running out of charge. Um, and she won't be able to stay underground for very long. I wish that someone had told us about this before sending the Sun Fairy downstairs! Now, it's possible Farragonda did not know this, or <laughs> did not expect them to be underground for this long. Anyway, we get more exposition about the Princess of Downland, that she's the most beautiful newt person of all newt people, and that they'll be introduced to her shortly. In Four Kids, she is the queen, so she got an upgrade, I guess. Uh, well, because, you know, uh, princesses are good and queens are evil. In another brief cut to Alfia, Ribbon approaches Buza, who is just standing in the middle of a path for some reason, and is keeping up the illusion that she's not upset for about two seconds before she starts ugly crying into Riven's chest. Uh, Riven doesn't really do emotions, as we know, so he just kind of he attempts to hug her but then stop. Like, is this how hugs work? I don't... And Flora's watching from a distance kind of upset about this development. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's sad that they aren't actually, like, bonding because she's a Rivusa shipper. That sounds like a that sounds like a Power Rangers villain. Um, yeah, Rita Ravusa. The lady with the big hat and the cone bra. Yeah, Flora's just bumming that she doesn't have a girlfriend right now to cry or cry into or whatever. Um, anyway, Kiko shows up. I guess they must have forgotten Murda exists. <laughs> and they have a weird moment where Flora's sad. She, she tells Kiko, up, up. He jumps into her arms. He pats her on the head with his ear, and she's like... You always know how to cheer me up, and what? So we return to the actual plot of the episode in the Underdark, where Branton and Stella are being properly introduced to the titular Princess Amentia and her Shantae cosplaying dancing servant girls. Hey, Brendan. Yes. This is what plays when you get a strike in bowling. <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> uh, Sponsus falls to his knees and presents the princess with a bouquet of uh, roses. 
and she seems genuinely appreciative of this gift, before realizing that a single petal on one of the roses has wilted, probably because they're like seven feet underground. And uh, that makes the entire bouquet worthless. She pitches it over her shoulder and inadvertently smacks Shantae to Risky's Revenge 2010 in the face. I thought that was a really good joke, damn it. It is. <laughs> well, gr- I-, I feel great about it, thanks. <laughs> and Shantae and Shantae the Pirate's Curse laugh at her. Uh, she then turns her attention to Brandon and Stella, insults Stella's outfit, and Stella is not too dead to fight somebody for insulting her outfit. <laughs> uh, so Brandon physically puts his hand over her mouth so she doesn't cause an international incident. Stella, <laughs> you should know how to deal with royalty. And Amentia takes one good gander at Brandon's milk toast, square jawed, Ken doll good looks, and declares that he shall be her husband. And leaves. I don't want to see their kids. There's a really pointless aside where Darkheart is still spying on everyone. And I guess the tricks are just taking a real long time. Because <laughs> he acts like he acts like he's sending the tricks after them again. Even though he did that last episode. Okay. And when it cuts to like the tar monsters, which are actually what's going to be going after them. I can swear I hear the tricks laughing, and I'm like, oh good, the tricks have been turned into friggin' wildebeests. <laughs> now they're going to the newt person graveyard. Anyway, back at it again at Downland Abbey. Flip, 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 flip. Armin- <laughs> Amencia banishes Stella from her principality as she proclaims her unwilling fiancé will now pay attention only to her. Brandon for his part, is currently being restrained by some four-armed newt guards. Yipes. Yeah, I don't know why they have four arms, they just do. Stella refuses to leave without Brandon, but knowing that she's too weak to fight, Brandon says that she needs to get back to the surface. Amentia takes this to mean that Brandon agrees with her and slams the doors in Stella's face. Uh, in Four Kids, uh, Amentia makes a quip of, your boyfriend's now with royalty, and Stella's like, but I am a pr- I'll forget it. <laughs> and Stella is left to slowly hoof her way back to the surface. In the palace, Brandon refuses to marry the princess, but she ignores that and says that Downland's laws state that the princess may marry any one of her choice. There's a long line of royal busts behind them, each showing a new person, queen- princess and her spouse one of these busts has a horse's head (laughs) we're ignoring this again brandon firmly yet politely expresses that he does not consent to this since he is in love with stella but amentia instead chases him around sexually harassing them this is of course because 2004 or 5 Rather uncomfortably played for comedy, until Amentia decides that blackmail is the best way to make someone love you. Saying that if he doesn't marry her, she'll just have her guards round up Stella and purposefully keep her underground until she dies. Jeepers Christmas, that's dark. Like, okay, this is a children's show. We don't have time to get into all of this, but the implications on display here... In four kids, it's she says that 
she'll keep her down here until she expires, which is almost worse. Uh, the Stella's gone off. <laughs> we can get a new one from the store, it's fine. We then see Stella temporarily collapse on the streets of Downland, before getting up to continue her slog to the surface. She manages to get her way out, so maybe they were like only 20 feet underground? I don't know. Anyway, the glow of the sun almost instantly turns her back to her normal complexion and fully recharges her magic, and she transforms, teleports, back underground, probably. We need to be reminded that Blue Maisha and Sky are still here. <laughs> uh, so there is a brief scene where they uh, they just say that water dripping from stalactite sounds nice, and then they get chased by some shadow monsters. Uh, Aisha asks if Bloom can transform yet, and there's actually this really neat shot they do here where there's like a frame of her fairy form that flashes over her uh, to show that she's trying to transform. But uh, she still needs to finish a short rest before she can use that class feature again, and Aisha is also out of her daily uses. I so there's so much. What, you didn't expect me to make it Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I see a dungeon. Where the hell is the dragon? Uh, oh, it's Bloom. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, also, we carry the great dragon in our hearts. So there's a drama moment where they get con- uh, cornered by the shadow beasts. And Aisha tries using the Deku nuts that Farragonda gave her. But they apparently need light to actually work, which makes them useless. That's not okay. In four kids... Aisha says that she doesn't have enough power to actually activate them. That would make more sense than they're solar powered. I guess she was depending on on Stella being there, but this kind of all falls apart after a certain point when you start thinking too hard about it, because obviously Farragonda would have known that Stella would start running out of MP. Like, she would get a constant MP drain effect until she got back above ground. Because that's her fucking clan curse as a vampire. And oh no, we've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess Stella was- I I even put it in my notes. I guess Farragonda was counting on Stella not nearly dying from vitamin D deficiency. Speaking of Stella, she descends like Jesus with bootleg Sentai music playing behind her. Yeah, there's some tokusatsu music, and she is a magnificent glowing goddess. Uh, her sunlight makes the seeds grow into wireframe trees, which seems like a techno thing. And the trees start throwing light at the shadow monsters. This is needlessly complicated. We could have saved. How Stella got in here? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she ca- Maybe she cast locate friend. I think that's on her spell list. The tricks are taking their goddamn time. <laughs> because Darkar is still spying on the party and decides to cut to the chase by causing an earthquake with his voice alone, which is really metal, in an effort to just crush them. The party runs down a hallway to escape their doom. And then, in the most pointless ending scene we've had since Bloom saying, I don't know, something just doesn't feel right. We have to watch Amentia sexually harass Brandon some more. Okay, when that part came along, I had this, like, on a queue on my, on my like, TV, so I would be able to watch the Four Kids episode immediately after that. 
I thought I skipped the episode. Like, did was that really the ending? Yep, that is a, that is the ending scene is sexual it seemed, harassment. It seemed like it would be a commercial cut. Oh, it, but it, no. It, and that was reused footage from her trying to kiss him earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. When we say sexually harassing, she's falling around going, give me kissing. Wham, 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 wham. Try lizard be gone. <laughs> Just grab some magic beans. Demon, demon, go away. Ah, yes, a solution to all of your herpetological happenstance. Didn't really work. I thought I would give it a go. Anyhow, that's the end of the episode. Have a newt nuisance? A newt sense. Eh. Fig newt sense. Let me throw in my newt sense and say we need to get this episode over with. It's a newt point. (laughs) (laughs) I got myself. I got myself with that one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, That's the end of the episode. Join us next time for episode five, Magic Bonding. Until new time. Should we do highlights? Oh, right. Do you have any highlights for this episode? Uh, Okay. Highlights. Um... I'm actually going to put a highlight to four kids because they actually like moved some of the scenes around and it flowed a lot nicer. Their, their editing didn't seem as pointless as it tends to. Their editing made sense. It was, it was for pacing, not for content. The fact that Stella, the fact that Stella was actively having a bad day. Oh, that was, um, Speaking of Stella, uh, this was the last appearance of Wink Flash Stella, Stella, Stella. Oh, no! That was good while it lasted. A negative highlight is the tricks just not being here? Yeah, I don't know why we have to keep going back to Darkar going, I hate that rabbit. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we also hate the rabbit, but different. Uh, my real highlight, uh, I thought the thing they did with Stella actually turning gray was kind of neat. Disconcerting, but neat. I I like being mildly spooked by a show. Especially a kid show. Kid shows need to make you spooked more often. I will be posting a, uh, screen cap of both the crushed shadow monster and corpse-colored Stella. Corpse Bride Stella Stella. <laughs> um so uh that's really my only highlight for the episode. I agree with you on pretty much everything else you said. So I guess that's really all we have for this week. We're still getting our uh we're getting our uh sea legs back with getting into this damn show. Yeah. It's weird not hearing anyone curse or actively smoking weed. Or uh, threats of extreme violence. Or actively killing someone. Join us uh, next episode where we'll be discussing episode five, Magic Bonding. Until Newt time, meeting adjourned.
Do you find my vamping funny ever? Sometimes. So keep doing it. It's fun to pretend we're live on the air and I suddenly have to handle the broadcast by myself.